Howdy, howdy, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, howdy, howdy, howdy. welcome into another episode of We Get Around, episode number 60. Now it's actually getting old. I mean, probably getting sick. Zero. Probably it's, getting sick of us. We have a. Uh, I'm getting sick of these age jokes. Yeah, we, we've got a subscription to AARP magazine. My dad had one in like '55, though. So I do got. I, I do have two 30 plus men in the studio with me. So if you oh. put them together, we got at least 60 here. If we got. Brendan Queeley and Harrison B. Jake, have you ever heard of old man strength? Yeah. It's, it's coming at you. It's a I mean, scary, it's a scary strength. I've heard way too many. Still won't try to fight my dad. I've heard way too many people describe Harrison as the skinny kid to think he might have old man strength. I'm quick, though. You know, yeah, yeah, trap me. You know who probably, probably will, have will have old man strength is Brett Summers. Summers, yeah, he, he's going to have... He has strength right now. I was oh, uh, frustration. He's taken a whole month off to go train in Wisconsin and do a Rocky montage. That's where he's been this whole time, in case everybody was wondering. He did catch a few football games, though. <laughs> Disappointing really ones, go at his least. way, yeah. If you guys know Brett Summers, you know how much he does love his Wisconsin Badgers and Green Bay Packers, and he's 0-2 in games he's seen of them play this past few weeks. So He might be like the ultimate bad luck charm going to Lambo. He's like, I got a piece of ownership. Yeah, and then he goes, I wonder if he's the one. Maybe he went and he called and he's like, you got to fire McCarthy. I watched this game yeah. live in the cold. It's time to go. Yeah, Brett has that kind of pull with Green Bay, I would Is imagine. It, he probably just walks it. He, it looks like the gorilla thing. He walks in the front <laughs> office. <laughs> he's not even here. He can't defend himself. I know, but it, it's, it's, it's an old He's joke defending here. himself in his car listening like I do when you guys make fun of me. Yeah, he's on a long drive back here. He was calling me for the weather report, trying to make sure. We, we look forward to When's having he coming back? back. It should to be honest, probably, I don't know. He's back tomorrow, Tuesday, I believe. Is it? Okay. So we're co- recording this Monday afternoon. By the time you listen to this, Brett should be back in the office and joining us. It's been a while. You will be in the same I area would, code. I, I'd like to kind of figure out, since Vinny was born, Vinny yeah. Jamo was born, right, August 11th, I believe, how much time he's actually spent in the office, because he had, what, four weeks of maternity leave, mm-hmm. now he's been on vacation for like the last four or five years, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, that's so okay. Like probably half and half. Hey, we're, we're here. You guys can hop in and jump on the podcast. Yeah, we're, this is the Get Around po- Podcast, saying, brought to you by... Jimmy John's, with two locations in Traverse City. We just got our uh, sponsorship re-upped for the basketball season. Yes, so, so thank you for big that. News. Thank you for that. And so, we've got the Podfather in the house. Yes, Brendan, not Bill Simmons, but the local podfather. I haven't forgot that one. It, it's a terrible nickname. I know it's, a, it, 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 it's not good. It doesn't it's roll off the tongue. Landing, he said Quildemort, like Voldemort. You, you gave him that? Yeah, yeah. it's, not, it's ugly. It's, it doesn't so roll off the tongue. You're admitting your own nickname sucks. Oh yeah, no, you're that's why I call it because just like Jake from State Farm, it sucks. It's a terrible nickname. You gotta find a bad nickname to give somebody. It, it makes do. sense. But names were last week. What do we got this week? This week, yes. We do have a pretty good show for you. Basketball season is kicking off, and with Harrison and Brendan in the studio, two of the foremost basketball minds from last year, at least, if we're in Brendan's case, uh, in northern Michigan, I have them joining me in the studio to talk about some boys' basketball action that started a week earlier than normal this year. Why did that happen? Uh, the boys' and girls' finals flip-flop dates, but, but boys' basketball, nonetheless, starts a week earlier. And Without further ado, it started. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to go through a couple of the conferences, talk about some big players and teams uh, from this year. Uh, speaking of basketball, we do have a pretty good interview today. have Glenn Lakes, Drew Peterson, and Reese Hazleton joining us in the studio. Uh, return basketball players for the Lakers. Stay runner-up. Yeah, stay runner-up last year. So after the interview, we will dive into the bulletin board just to run down some of the bigger happenings over the last week. 
Uh, All-state players are starting to come out for football, academic All-state, things like that. So we'll make sure we dive into that after the interview. We also have our Hall of Fame. We're going to be inducting our first members into our Winter Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, done with our retroactive stuff from last week with the name draft, and we're looking forward to the future now. So we'll be adding three more names into the most exclusive club. I like to look back to the future. I actually like to watch Back to the Future. One, two, or three? All, All three. three. Yeah. There you go. And still pray for a part four. And everybody's favorite, the trifecta. Brendan and I had a conversation while Inviting drinking spirits. Yeah, yes. drinking spirits at the bar. That's what you came up with this weekend. Uh, I feel like we've already done this category. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. Maybe not with you. I maybe not. I, I haven't heard it. Maybe in the first thirty I, episodes. I know but. his answer. I think I know your answer. You guys probably know my answer. It's basically I'm not like sure. it's who's your ride or die. Yeah, basically your ride or die sports team. It basically if if you had to sell your soul to one team and you would find no enjoyment of any other. Any other team, and this isn't just like, you know, Michigan State. You can just have the whole school. It's like the basketball team, the football you know, team, the, or, the men's soccer team. Yes, in the final exactly. Board. Or it has to be just the Red Wings, just the, just the Cubs. USA uh, men's curling. Exactly. The U.S. U.S. men's national team just signed a new head coach. So I know there's a lot of people hype about that. But anyways, that's gonna be our trifecta. So make sure you listen to the end to find out who, we'd uh, ride or die, bleed or. Scream for whatever you want to call it. Lead and scream. For yeah, it. actually. Defend the den. No, nobody's picking the lions. Yeah, but. even even though I have my lions hat on, there's absolutely no chance I would sell my soul to that organization. <laughs> I already a lot of people already feel they have and got absolutely no return. So now we're gonna get into the pulse. We're gonna dive into some basketball and start off with just a, a, a very quick breakdown of a few of the biggest conferences in boys basketball up here in northern Michigan. I want to ask you guys, uh, we'll start off with the Northwest Conference. I want to know which team you're most excited to see and who you think has, you know, the best shot to win this conference this season. Well, I think before we, like, jump in and break down this conference by conference, the the basketball season itself, I have this feeling, and I have the, I had this feeling after last year ended, that the 2018-2019 season is probably going to be down compared to the last two years when I, you know, uh, when I was first up here. Uh, we lost, and I'm going to run through, because I've got the list right here in front of me, but from our all-region boys basketball team last year, here are the players who are, who are gone. Jalen Rogers, Cade Peterson, Ryan Hayes, Austin Harris, Xander Okerlund, he's uh, still here, probably the best player in the area. Um, second team, uh, Miguan's Barrientos, uh, interesting story there. We'll get to that a little bit later, but he's not playing for West this year, even though he is a senior. Uh, Tobin Schwanicke, uh he is, of course, playing for Traverse City Central. And then Danny Culp, Denver Cade, Joey Weber, uh, they were all on the first team. Uh, second team, they're all gone. Uh, third team, Ethan Ansick gone. Caden Hale from Bear Lake gone. Garrett Miller from Leland gone. Brady Storkel gone from West. Thomas Hersey, Sutton's Bay, he's gone. Uh, Reese Hazelton, he is back for war, um, for Glen Lake. And then Frankfurt again, Griffin Kelly gone. They lost their entire starting five. Frankfurt did. Um, Petoskey, Seth Mann, Trey Gilbert from uh, Bear Lake, Grayson Krakow from Elk Rapids. And then Teddy Pritchard, Jack Hawkins. All of these are no longer playing. All these are in our first five teams for, uh, for the All-Region. Dylan Reno and Jaden Perry. Uh, Reno, of course, from Kingsley and uh, Perry from uh, Manton, and then Jordan Vicent from Traverse City Central. He's also a senior who's gone. And so then you look at and then you look at Buckley. Um, 
with Buckley's best player that they had coming back, Rick Beeman, he's out because he tore his ACL during the soccer season. Yeah. So So what you're saying is there was a big bubble that might have just burst. Huge bubble. Yeah, that might have just burst in northern Michigan. There are still some pretty quality athletes who played on teams like we talked about earlier, like Glen Lake on uh, state semifinals and made these deep runs, even though um, Buckley will be without Ridge Beeman. There are still players on that team who have a little bit of experience in those types of situations. Now, uh, we will get away from the people in the past, move into this yeah, season. Yeah, what this does is yeah. this gives an opportunity for new guys to step up and fill yeah. those spots. Somebody's got to score points. So <laughs> to yeah. win these games, you're going to have to score a lot of points. So somebody's going to have to fill in offensively and defensively and, and really take over these games and these teams. And it's going to happen. We just, as you mentioned earlier, Brendan, how is it going to match up and compare to the years before? Because those are lofty shoes to fill. But that's the exciting storylines we have now before us. Now, we can dive into that Northwest Conference. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot gone, but who who has the most coming back Glen this Lake year? is the class of the Northwest Conference. Okay. It's, I don't even think there is a, a doubt about that. Um, I have them coming out winning the Northwest Conference, uh, more than likely they'll run the table in that conference. It'll be different than it was uh, last year where we had Buckley, Frankfurt, and Glen Lake kind of beating up on each other and beating up on the rest of the uh, the rest of the conference. But you got Xander Okerlund coming back, Reese Hazleton, Joey Fosmore has proven uh, you know, in that first game that uh, he's going to be a contributor. Uh, and I really think that Glen Lake is going to miss Kate Peterson, our, our runner-up for Boys Basketball Player of the Year last year, but I, I think that Oakland was a more important part uh, of, of that team, and it'll be interesting to see how he steps up uh, as a senior this year and, and hopefully leads them back to Breslin. Yeah, you can see it when, when they're playing games. I caught their opener on Friday with Elk Rapids, and, and Xander is, is going out there like a leader. He's not the point guard. They have uh, Brady McDonough, which is Peyton McDonough's younger brother. The guys look almost exactly alike, even though they're uh, a few years apart. So another McDonough is running point there in Glen Lake, but Xander just seems to have control over what he's doing. He's already signed his letter of intent for Lake Superior State, so he's got that taken care of. Now he can focus on the season. And, and more so than Xander, because I think we know what to expect from him. Xander this year, I think what everybody's really excited to see is how Reese Hazleton develops into this, you know, new uh, top playmaker for the Lakers in the semifinal alone against Monroe St. Mary. He was a, a big part of the Lakers being in that game and eventually knocking them off in the first quarter. I think he scored a majority of their points, and, and that show alone as a sophomore showed that he had the scoring chops in his arsenal, and now another year of development, another offseason. Pairing right there with Xander, uh, I think it's going to be even more intriguing because we know what Xander's going to bring. I think it's going to be even more intriguing to see how Reese develops it and improves and how teams play against him this year in his junior year. Now you guys do bring up quite a few players on this Glen Lake team. I mean, preseason MVP for the Lakers, it's got to be hard to choose. Do you think it's, you know, Xander right off the top? I do. Yeah, I think he's also front runner for our, our player of the year. If I was going to have to make a pick today, uh, Xander Okerlund would be my pick for player of the year. Xander was my pick last year for Player of the Year, uh, so he didn't quite uh, meet meet the high expectations of those other few players that were right there. But it, you just know the kid is is comfortable with what he's doing. But I'm I'm gonna keep my eye on Reese because I know his ability and his confidence, and I'm excited to see what what he throws into the mix here. And now you did mention Frankfurt losing their entire starting five. That's a 
big, big thing, especially and their head coach. Yeah, and Manville's gone, so they're kind of going to be doing a little rebuild here. Uh, Although, don't fool yourselves. As as great a coach as Manville was, Dan Loney's been an assistant with that program for a long time. Yeah. So coaching wise, they're not going to be. Really it's not going to be much different. No, beat, but no, so. not at all. But what can we expect out of the Panthers this year after you know having an entire class that included somebody like you know Griffin Kelly to Jill disappear? Rogers, yeah, they, Matt Loney. Uh, you know, uh, Matt Stefanski and, and Kirk Myers. Um, but they've already proven this year, I think they, they got a good win right out of the gate. I have, Bear Lake yeah. in the opener. And um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see this team kind of take over and, and make a name for itself. I don't think that they have the competitive edge that the team did the year before. Because you were looking at a starting five that had basically played together for... Well, at least four years in high school, and then you know years before that, um, that was a special Frankfurt team, and it really is unfortunate that they they bowed out they lost so, everybody so early. Once. Yeah, yeah, they, they two years in so, a row. Yeah, the they, they, you know, there was so much potential there, and to see kind of go uh, wasted is is um, kind of disappointing, certainly. But that's in the past. This year's team, as we mentioned, they're off to a good start. I caught their game with Bear Lake on Tuesday. Uh, Jack Stefanski, one of the playmakers on that team, just like he is in football. Will Newbold was making some great defensive plays as part of that one. So they've, they've got guys that are ready to fill those spots. The question is, how how strong of an effort will they match once they are on the floor against a Glen Lake? And that's, I think, one game already. Right. Based on what I've seen so far with Frankfurt, one game, I'm excited to see just how that athleticism of Frankfurt and uh, playmaking potential matches up against a team who's kind of been there, done that before. So Frankfurt, I think, is definitely one of your one of your top candidates if, if we are going to see Glen Lake get upset this year. I'm interested to see what Sutton's Bay does, only because it seems every year that Ron Anderson has his team ready to play and gets the most out of them. They're going to be without Thomas Hersey, who was uh, you know a, a great player for them. They great also, golfer. They yeah, also, great golfer. They, they also lost uh, Garrett Chinonaquet, uh, who, who was great down low. Um, but Anderson, Ron Anderson, to me is like uh, I compare him to Tom Thibodeau from uh, you know of Minnesota course, Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves, and of course back the Chicago Bulls, um, my basketball team. Two coaches but ago for the Bulls. He just seems to yeah, because Freddie Hoiberg got fired today. Sweet Freddie Hoiberg. And um, he just seems to be able to get the most out of his players, and it's not that he, always, he his teams may not always have the most talent, I guess. Yeah. You know, on paper, like yeah. uh, on paper talent. But somehow he's able to get them to play the game the right way, the hard way, and, and, and get wins. And we saw him last year upset that Frankfurt team that we were just talking about. So and they, I, I, I would li- I'm interested to see what we're going to see out of Sutton's Bay. And uh, I'm kind of interested to see what we're going to see out of Leland post-Garrett Miller. And Garrett Miller was a kid that used to just fill up the stat sheet. Um, had a bit, I wouldn't say it, it's somewhat of a down year last year compared to his junior year. But um, I, I think Leland's an interesting team as well. Well, and um, we did get kind of a barometer of, of maybe how the, the conference would hold up as a whole when Kingsley and Sutton's Bay played on Friday night. Sutton's Bay won that one by five, but a close game in Sutton's Bay's gym. And we know both of those teams have, you know, the ability to play good basketball games. So maybe that's what we're seeing here is based on, you know, how top-heavy the league was the past few years. Maybe we see uh, a lot more even scores and uh, close finishes now through 2018-2019. Uh, yeah, maybe Glen Lake and then everybody else. <laughs> Well, we are going to move on to the Big North Conference. Some of the bigger teams up here with Traverse City Central, Traverse City West. Um, we did mention, you know, a couple surprises coming out of West. Uh, some different things that are happening, but 
Uh, I mean, you want what's going on with Miggy? I, I'm I, I've only heard a few things that he just yeah wasn't we don't coming know. out to play yeah that that we don't know I mean Barrientos we he he was our guest on the most listened to episode of the Get Around podcast and he was also going to be up there in, in terms of who I was thinking for Player of the Year uh, Okerlund and, and Barrientos were kind of one two one one a in my opinion now Barrientos isn't going to be out on the team Harrison I know that you ended up speaking with. Uh, you know, head coach Sanders Fry, a little bit about that, but he wouldn't tell you much other than to go and talk to athletic director Jason Carmine. And yeah, that one's a very, uh, I've heard rumors, cause I know a couple people associated with the with the West team and students on, on the team or used to be on the team. So I've heard my fair share of rumors, but nothing I feel comfortable reporting right rumors. now. Let's just say uh, it seems to be a personal matter. And His decision or the team's decision? Uh, it looks like something that was just a decision that had to be made. So just the matter at hand is that he will not be playing basketball this season, and that's how they're going to play going forward, and knowing they're going to have Man, to that hurts West. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that hurts West, because he's, he's the type of player that can, we saw him do it his sophomore year, we saw him do it his junior year, he can take over a mm-hmm. ball game. He was, I mean, yeah, well, he, you said he, it earlier, player of the year candidate. He was probably my front runner for player of the year candidate. I mean, he, he would win some of those games single-handedly on his own. And yeah, though, they had Ryan Hayes and a couple other talented seniors on that team that were just as, you know, productivity-driven-wise as he was. But sometimes you just hot hand, you go with him, and he can ball handle. And he, he almost, in a way... Locked up that fifth straight district that West won last spring on his own in the fourth quarter against Gaylor when I watched it. Right, yeah. He has the potential to, or had the potential to score 28 points in a quarter. And and he's done it, where where he's just been able to hit from everywhere on the court, whether that's six, eight feet outside the arc or, or taking it inside. Yeah, it, it's going to be tough because not only did they lose Miggy, but they lost Hayes, they lost Storkel, they lost Alex Keane, they lost... Evan McLaughlin, a lot of key players on that team. Yeah, it's it's a very different team, and you can kind of tell that, unfortunately, they got roughed up pretty bad against Midland on Friday in their opener, and you know, we don't know how good Midland is or isn't being a downstate team, but you can tell this West team is going to be taking some lumps, especially early on. But that's kind of the M.O. for them. They, they've gone in as a potential candidate for a BNC champion in the past and haven't quite performed well, but you get to the playoffs, something happens with Sanders Fry's teams. I mean, they've won five straight districts in a row against some very talented opponents. So that that's not easy to do at the end of the day, especially when in the winter go home scenario. So I'm not ready to no count them, count them out, out but yeah. they are they are behind the eight ball if we want to use any other puns we got in the cabinet for this one. But having that winning tradition is important and I think that's a good point that you that you brought up Harrison is yeah five districts uh, titles in a row. When well, it is, they, a lot of them they've been the underdog in right. those districts. Yeah, yeah. But t- Traverse City Central, we obviously have Tobin. Well, we want to talk. Yeah, we want to talk about Miggy being a player of the year and Xander. I, I think Tobin's yeah. basketball abilities. He got hurt a little in there in the Trojans opener on, or it was their second game on Saturday, their home opener. Uh, I caught up with Travis Shuba over the weekend. He gave me some tidbits on the game. But he, he thought if, if uh, Tobin didn't get hurt at the end of that one, they were going to come out with the win. So. He was also raining threes at Cameron Indoor. So. Shuba was, Shuba not was, Tobin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not, not Tobin. Yeah, yes. Travis Shuba was uh, showing off a cell phone video of... Uh, hey, if you can get a first-class ticket down there, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I would 
Absolutely show everybody that. So I, I think Tobin, oh, I was joking with Brett in the summer that, you know, w w I think it was the show that he and I just hosted alone and Tobin was the guest interview for the football preview. I was saying, is Tobin a front runner for player of the year candidate? And we know how he played in football. You guys are going to debate that throughout the weeks here. If he's going to be player of the year for that sport or not. But um, we're, we're going into basketball season. And I think he's just as important to the Trojan basketball team as he was to football. And you're going to see him be a big impact on a team that also has a lot of uh, good names and faces back from a year ago. That unlike West, they're going to be able to utilize that experience here in the BNC season. Well, with me not even seeing a single minute of basketball so far in Northern Michigan, you know, just seeing the type of athlete that Tobin Schwanicki is in the football field, knowing how fast he is, what kind of footwork he is, I can tell that he'll be able he to help. Exactly, he'll be able to help the Trojans um, on the basketball court, and there's there's really no doubt about it. You know, that type of agility and quickness on a basketball court is almost second to none. So uh, He's going to have to avoid injury, though. Yeah. He does, he does kinda, get kinda, injured kinda, a lot, especially in basketball. Really hurt, yeah. It really hurt him last year, uh, and, and it hurts Central. He's a, he's a key cog to that team and its success. And I, I'd like to see him stay healthy for the entire year because hopefully uh, he can improve upon what he did last season after he came back from that thumb injury and, and, and can be the player that we all think that he can be. Now, there's obviously still Cadillac and Gaylord out here. Um, is there anybody who is a front runner for the BNC this season? It's so up in the air. I don't really see anybody. I think as Central Petoskey lost a lot, and they Petoskey's have a new head coach. Um, John Flynn from Grand Valley State is taking over for Dennis Starkey as head coach there. That's a long time time coach, so there's going to be some transition there. Although they did get a win over Manton on Friday night, so Petoskey. Well, apparently Marquette's going to be really good, and then yeah. in that same Class A district, Marquette dominated the Petoskey tournament over the they weekend. They have that 6'10 kid. So Marquette's not in the big north, so you don't have to worry no, about them right. for a conference championship. But, uh, yeah, Cadillac's going to have some guys. Gaylord's, last year, I, I don't know that have the, the years in front of me, but they had some big kids on that team last year, and I bet a, at least a few of them are coming back. So as far as rebounds and production down low, you're going to look at Gaylord as being a team that's going to be in the mix for that. I'd like to think that Central with a healthy Schwanke is probably your favorite. I would think he, with Miggy out, Migwan's out, he's probably Tobin now the player of the year in the Big North Conference. So I feel like that lends a little bit of advantage to your team. But, you know, we got to see that these Big North Conference finishes have shown to be, uh, you know, a little surprising and, and teams kind of developing throughout the year that can really determine who's going to win it. Then we can move on to the Lake Michigan Conference. The last one that we're going to really dive into today, there is still plenty of basketball, but these are the big boys out here. Um, same question as last time. I mean, what, what teams can you see making a step at, What team can you see making a step forward out of the Lake Michigan Conference this year? I, I think this is all St. Francis, Traverse City St. Francis, uh, in my opinion. Um, they went undefeated in the conference last year, uh, and... Sean Finnegan, head coach, I think, what, second year now? Taking over this for, is second for year, yes. Keith Askey. He's continued the tradition of St. Francis of uh, having a very difficult out-of-conference schedule to prepare his players for uh, both conference play and postseason play, and it's not any different this year. So they, they may have some struggles outside of conference, but once they get into Lake Michigan conference play, I don't think they're going to have any problems there at all. They do lose, uh, you know, uh, Teddy Pritchard, who was um, one of our uh, all-region players last year. Um, but they've got, I, we'll see how Danny Passano does. He is going to be, I would imagine that he's going to be playing, but who knows, he was kind of banged up. He'll be playing in, eventually, in, in the, it's not right away. You know, in the, in the football season, a little banged up there. But you've got 
Artie Dutmers, Keaton Peck, Brendan Chenard, Aiden Bramer, both those guys right there are, are good shooters. Um, Wade Gerberding and, and Grant Buell. I, I think St. Francis is really, their program the last couple of years in both football and basketball and, and baseball, you know, obviously as well, uh, has really stepped up and they've just got a great winning tradition there. And so I think the Lake Michigan Conference is once again Traverse City St. Francis's. I mean, if we had to choose a challenger, though, Harrison, who is it? I was going to say before you pose that question, if if we're going to St. Francis of the field, I will no disrespect to St. Francis, but I will easily take the field because the Lake Michigan Conference shows, I think, more parity than any league. Uh, around this area of different teams coming out on top, or at least different teams down the stretch showing they might be. Yes, St. Francis did run the table a year ago, and that was very impressive. I've already seen Boyne City, Elk Rapids, and Kalkaska play this year, and, and Elk Rapids hung tough in the early stages with Glen Lake, and that says a lot to me that they weren't intimidated by those state runner-ups being in their house. Kalkaska fell by four to a McBain team that's always pretty good and has a lot of big farm boys on that roster. So the fact that the Blazers even losing some some names and faces, they're going to put up a fight. But Boyne City, I think, uh, when I saw them in their opener against Sault Ste. Marie, you know, they kind of struggled in the first quarter, but uh, Max Vondra took over from there. He's a big name on the football roster, and he I'm going to nominate him a little later for uh, his impressive second quarter and then then second half helping close out a nice win for Boyne City in the open. I think the Ramblers have a lot of guys back from a team that made the state quarterfinals a year ago. They jumped up from Class C to Class B, which is not easy to do. You're playing much bigger schools than the year before, and here they were winning another regional championship. They made the state semifinals back in 2015 as well. So, so they have that pedigree with head coach Nick Redman kind of built in that these guys are used to winning and winning in the playoffs. Uh, and I think, j- judging by the, the names that they have back from last year, I, I think they're going to be a big out for Traverse City St. Francis to take care of on the court, and I'm excited to see when those two meet up. Yeah, so that sounds like it's going to be pretty competitive, actually. Yeah, I, I would expect nothing less, but... Like, We're preseason talking yeah. here. It, it, All we know are names that, from last yeah. year. We've got to wait and see. You can't just judge it by an opening week. That yeah. really is, I think that probably will be a huge theme this basketball season is... It, it seems a lot different. Maybe it is for a lot of years. It's it's wait and see because you have all these, these teams will look a in. lot different. Yeah, it is going to look so much different at the end of the year mm-hmm. than it looks right now because we do not have a full picture and we don't have. There's not enough that we can take from last year and 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 try to predict going forward because of just how different everything is going to be. And I know there's turnover every year. That's the nature of the beast in high school sports. But this year it just seems like there's so much more that that bubble of of elite talent really did burst after the, uh, the state finals last year. But as we have mentioned, we do still have some very stellar athletes playing basketball in the northern Michigan area and had the pleasure to have a few of them join us today. Uh, Glen Lake's State runner-ups, Drew Peterson and Reese Hazelton, join us in the studio, and we're going to go ahead and listen to that interview right now. Now we are going to welcome into the Get Around Podcast studio, Glen Lake Junior, Reese Hazelton, and Glen Lake Senior, Drew Peterson, both on the basketball team, have, are looking into the basketball season, so I mean, thank you guys for coming in and joining us. Yeah, for sure. Of for course, sure, we sure. uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, state runners up at Glen Lake last year. 
Uh, you guys are just getting started out with this season. I mean, what what's the atmosphere been like uh, with you guys stepping into that upperclassman and leadership role? Well, it's big. You know, we have to lead the team. We have a lot of young guys that come up from the JV team, so we're getting used to the speed and the all the environment of the varsity uh, team. So we just have to lead them and get them ready for the season. So it has already started, but and they did really well for the first game. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just letting those guys feel as comfortable as possible and just like just making it like a fun atmosphere. Yeah, let's dive into that first game. I was there for the first half Friday night, and uh, Elk Rapids, they, they gave you guys a go. They probably mm-hmm. knew who was coming into the yeah. building and knew what kind of talent you guys would have. Uh, so they, they kept you guys in your heels the first part there. Obviously, in the end, you won by 14. Was it 80 to 66? So 66. in the end, you were you got the win. You got that 1-0 start. But uh, what did you kind of notice in that first game action as far as kind of transitioning from last year's team to this year's team that's uh, a little different, but yet at the same time a little comfortable? Um, I think that this team is going to be like just like that running gun type of team. Like we're going to be scoring a lot of points, and I think like with our team, like one thing we need to focus on is just like getting back defensively, make sure and make sure we're like being as more like communicating more like because this team's kind of quiet. So I think that just comes into the role of leadership and just making sure we're trying to communicate as much as possible. Yeah, and like you said. They gave us a little scare at the beginning, but I think we're going to have to get used to that because we're going to have a target on our backs because we made it so far. So I think that we're going to have to get used to that and just overcome it because it's going to happen quite often, I think. so. Now, uh, we did mention uh, before, I know, you guys were all the way down to that final game, and you did lose. I know your older uh, brother, he was uh, on the team. You guys lost a lot of pieces from last year, but what do you guys think is – the, the piece from this year that is really going to be your guys' benchmark for this season? Well, we're a fast-breaking team. That's what we do. We get up the court, we just fly, and then we just have a lot of transition points. So I think the biggest thing for us is getting back on D, getting steals, and then pushing the ball up the court and finding our, our playmakers. Yeah, for sure. I think like going up, sure, like we have a lot of guys that can score the basketball and just like trying to get as much people involved as possible. I think it's just like what we need to do and like people's points will like we have Xander and myself and Joey and Drew, like our points are gonna come, like getting those other guys involved is gonna be big just for our success down the road. Yeah, and I think another thing is we have a lot of size for the school, the size school that we're at. Like we have Reese like six seven, Xander's six five, me six four. Joey. Yeah, the average one, starting yeah. five lineup for you guys is, is pretty tall. And, yeah, and, that, yeah, and even yeah, just for like you said for your size school, that's that's all for a D one school. Yeah, exactly. Know? So I think you know, that's going to be obviously to our advantage, but I think at the same time, if we can't run and gun one game, we have the option of pounding them inside, too, because we're so big. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Well, and you stressed on the defense, too. Uh, obviously, I couldn't help but notice Xander with a couple big-time blocks mm-hmm. early on in that all grab game. You might have had a couple, too, that I, mm-hmm. I think I, I saw. And that's just an impact both ways. I mean, exactly. that guy's so long with the wingspan and so tall and so dangerous, but, yeah, he's just as likely to get you on the defensive end, and that's what you guys seem to be stressing is uh, making sure you take care of that line of work first. Yeah, definitely. That's what our coach prides himself on, too. He's a big defensive guy. So we work on defense every day in practice. We do shell drill. We do a lot of footwork drills. So I think even though we do have playmakers, we're a good defensive team because of that. I think for myself, like defense gets my offense going. So I think that's what I've just been trying to show to all the other guys too. Like get your defense to get your offense going because everything else will just fall in place. Now you guys are pretty early in the season. What have you guys set as your goals for your teams? For your team, what are your expectations? What have you guys talked about in the locker room so far? Well, you know, we don't want to push the whole Breslin thing because that just kind of demeans the whole the whole goal the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. 
So we just kind of try to stay away from that, take it one game at a time. Yeah, for sure. Like one of our assistants, his thing is like getting a percent better every day. So that's like really our main goal is just to get that percent better every day. And then like obviously like we still look into the future and like we want to get there, but we don't want to like, especially with like a lot of new guys coming in, we don't want to like put the pressure on them. Like we want the pressure to fall on like Xander, Drew, mine, Joey back over those guys. So like I think it's just like, Getting that percent better every day is really our main goal. But at the same time, it helps that we've had the experience, so we know what to expect and we know how to handle the pressures, unlike those guys that have come up from the JV. So that's kind of our responsibility, as he said, as upperclassmen. We did a little boys basketball uh, discussion roundtable thing here before you guys showed up for this podcast, and uh, one of the things we we have to harp on because it was just so amazing was just how top heavy the league was a year ago, and mm-hmm. all three of you guys, Glen Lake, Buckley, and Frankfurt, trading wins throughout the year and ending up with a three-way tie. Yep. Nobody really wanted that, yeah. but at the same time, that just shows how powerful the top of that conference yeah, exactly. was. That you three were not going to let the other even inch a little mm-hmm. farther. What, what did you guys, as players and just as as basketball players and leaders, learn from that experience that you can now take into this year? Where Several of us at least think that, you know, it's you guys that'll be uh, the early favorite for the conference. Well, a lot of times, you know, like we being such a small school playing good teams, we play big schools a lot, we sometimes forget how good we are. And so I think having Buckley make the state championship last year really, like, gave us an eye-opener, mm-hmm. like, hey, we can do, like, special things, and we can this year too. So I just think that helped and gave us a little bit of confidence. Yeah, for sure. I think, like having like that three-way tie just like fueled us too and like for last year like having that happen I think we wanted to prove ourselves for like that state championship getting down there because we really just had a three-way tie with two schools that are smaller than us and then leading on to this year I think now like experiencing that we just want to take care of business and do it all for ourselves and having us be like that number one team. Now, I did want to ask you guys, we talked about it a little bit before uh, we actually started recording here, but um, your college offers, I know we said that you got offered by uh, Ferris State for basketball, um, just came off a national championship. I mean, what about, um, you know, your play has been able to kind of catch the eye of them, and how do you plan to use this season to your advantage to, you know, keep keep moving forward into that college recruiting process? I think coaches like that I can score, like, in different ways. I can hit three, I can drive to the basket, I can post up, I can pull up, and then... Like, just having, like, that energy, like, never stopping. Like, that's, like, probably my strengths. And then this season, it's just continuing to do what I do. Because, like, the recruiting process is really, really hard. For Like, I don't think people understand how time-consuming and stressful. And, like, it's, like, you have to be really patient for, like, everything to work out. And I think this season is just to do what I do, and things are going to fall in place for myself. And, and as well for you, we know uh, you have six offers, especially for football. I mean, what is it like, you know, now going into a, a sport after, you know, what you've been recruited for and now just kind of putting it all on the floor for the love of the game? You know, I, I personally, I use it not as only, I mean, I enjoy the sport. I, I love the sport. I love the camaraderie. I love the boys. But, um, like, a big thing for me is I use basketball for football pretty much. So I use it to get my feet, to get faster, and use all those things to help recruiting and my skill level for football but at the same time I, I play it because I love it so that's what I do for football too like 
football helps my basketball, and I love it. Cross training. So yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, dual sport athlete. Yeah, we, we've had this conversation a lot, especially here at the Record Eagle, if, you know, specialization or multi-sports better, and that's really a big thing in high school, especially, you know, in our arena. But, I mean, has anybody ever told you guys, you know, with you thinking, oh, I'm going to be basketball, with you being, has anybody ever told you don't play football, you're going to get injured, or, you know, you're, why are you playing basketball your senior year after, you know, you got recruited for football? Has anybody ever told you that? And, I mean, how do you react to that? Yeah, I had a couple of people tell me that back at my – my old school at Lake City, but at the same time, like, I, I talked with my family about it often. I was like, you know, like, I love the sport, and I don't want to just stop playing it because I know it's advantageous for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, why not do it? Because, it, one, it keeps me busy, keeps me fresh, yeah. and it keeps my love for the game up there. So I just think, why not play more than one sport when it's it's to your advantage? Yeah. Like, you know, while you have the opportunity, why not take advantage of it? Yeah, for <laughs> For me, it's like the injury part. Like you can't be thinking like you're gonna get injured or something. Like anything could happen. Like for me, playing football, all there are is advantages. Like it toughs me out. It's just like like for me, like I did basketball workouts in the morning and then would go to football at night. Like that's like what college is gonna be like. It's gonna be like that stressful. You don't have a lot of time to do what you want. Like I just feel like it's preparing myself for college level basketball. Yeah, and it's the same thing for me too. Cause like during basketball season, like he said. He's always in the gym during football season. I'm always in the weight room during basketball season. So it's always like I'm always taking advantage of my time to do what I need to do while he's doing the things that he needs to do. Um, It's just kind of a two-way street in a sense. Kind of like one of those things that you don't really realize how much free time you don't have until you actually (laughs) had it. So you're like, we got to keep busy. We got to keep things going on. You'll notice that once you have nothing to do, you know, <laughs> as far as athletic yeah. goes, and if you're just doing like a co-ed softball team, you're like, what, what do I do with all this physicality? Yeah, like where's all this energy? What do I do with all this stuff? And if it gets away, it gets away from you pretty quickly. But well, Drew, with you being a senior, um, obviously you've still got some time to make your decision. But do you have you set kind of a deadline for yourself, or are you shooting for that February signing day to be kind of where, where you make your choice known? You know, I, I had a, I just actually. This weekend, I got back yesterday from an official visit at Saginaw Valley, so uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed my visit. Um, my two main schools right now are probably Grand Valley and Saginaw Valley. I'm still waiting on a couple other schools to see if they pull the offer, but as of right now, that's what I'm kind of doing. I'm just going to take this week to reflect on what I have and uh, probably make my decision in the near future. So it's coming down to your brother's influence versus <laughs> Duke Angers' influence. That's basically, they're just trying to get for you here. No, not, not necessarily. They've both been really really supportive throughout the whole process they both want what's best for me so that's it's been really nice and it's kind of been nice not knowing that I've had pressure this way and pressure this way but like they both want me to go what's best for me so I mean for, for this season I know we did talk a little bit about your guys' size um I haven't seen a, a team in the area with you know three or four guys over six five as well I mean especially with a couple of you guys playing the guards you know mm-hmm. at that height and we got McDonough, you know, the younger McDonough coming up here. I mean, how do you think that's going to be able to mesh uh, with the speed on his end and then how you guys can play? That's just going to be even more dynamic. It's just going to make us more versatile, and uh, it's just going to allow us to not only get the ball up the floor like we like doing and that's how we play, but he's going to also be really good under pressure because he's quick. He can get away from people. He's good at ball handling. So if we get the ball in his hands, he has good court vision so he can – find shooters, find playmakers, and just allow us to play how we play. Yeah, for sure. I think Brady, he uh, just does everything like we need him to do as a point guard. Like, he doesn't really care about scoring points. He's all about yeah. finding 
us to do what we do and he knows that we put in the time and not saying that he hasn't either like he's been a lot of time in the summer and he knows like what we can do and he just wants to feed off us really a quick descent of jason williams yeah, yeah. 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 i can't chocolate. help but notice he looks just like his brother too. <laughs> i'm like as i'm like Spitting uh that Peyton, but an eligible McDonough? Okay. <laughs> He's still a couple Like, of you can tell you and Kate apart, no problem. That's yeah. the easiest thing to do. But those two, I just like, um, yeah, okay, Brady, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, some other players that have stepped up big for us coming off the bench right now, or as of right now, are J.J. Bradford and George Slack. So mm-hmm. they're uh, they're going to play a big role in, in our team this is year. JJ so. is Jason's son, yes, the girls' so, coach. Yes. So we know he was brought up in a basketball yeah, game. Yeah, he's a good player. For them, shoot. it's just like we can count on them. We need a big lift or something, come in and hit three threes for us. Like that's what their role is, and they know what it is. They just got to come in and spark. do what they can do. They can be that little spark for us that we need. So. Yep, and I know like even there's there's frustrating times, and like I've been in their shoes before. I haven't started before, and like I know I know exactly where they're at, but like, the hardest thing is just, you know, accepting your role, doing what you need to do and making plays when you need to make plays. Yeah. So I know exactly where and it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. It can get really frustrating. I know last year my brother and I would almost get in a fight every day at practice. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it, it's really stressful with them, but they're doing a really good job with it yeah, for sure. What, what was it like uh, playing side-by-side side with your brother uh, like that? And obviously we just kind of talked about uh, him at Grand Valley. Well, I mean, what, what has it been like with that? And, and have you taken any, anything from him, or are you kind of like trailblazing your own path? Well, I'm trying to do kind of both. You know, growing up with him, he's obviously he's a great athlete and stuff. It's made me better, and he's made me tough. He's made me the athlete pretty much that I am today, with a lot of help from other people as well. But him and my two other brothers, they just we've we've always been sports players, so we mm-hmm. always played in the backyard, played in the hoop and the driveway and stuff. So. At the same time, you know, I want to create my own path, like you said, and uh, do what's best for me with recruiting and then also just make a name for myself because a lot of times, um, like, I don't know, I just... Oh, I, I could understand. I mean, are you, you still have younger brothers, though, right? Yeah, I have one younger brother. One younger brother. Yep. So, I mean, like, how do you hope to help him to kind of move to where you're at? Yeah, so he's a freshman this year, so... Uh, he's, he's a freshman now? Yep. I saw like a few years on the sidelines ago. I thought he was in elementary school. He's <laughs> yeah, a yeah. freshman now? I know, yeah. He, it's really weird. but uh, He's probably grown like a foot in the past year yep. and a half. It's yeah, he's getting, he's getting big. So as of, for, my, for me, you know, I just want to like, lately he's been in the weight room a lot, ask me questions. So he's just saying like, you know, what can I do? And uh, I've been trying to help coach him up a little bit on the weight room. He gets annoyed with me sometimes, but uh, but he knows that. Uh, I'm here for him, and I uh, just want him to do his best for him. So, I'll say I got my wheelhouse for you guys. We'll dive into that. Uh, just five questions. You guys can each answer. We'll start off with an easy one for you. Your favorite sports movie? So, I'd have to say mine is The Blind Side. Okay. Yep. Because when I was back in Lake City, we had a kid move in with us, so it's kind of like my family story. Uh, so my family can relate to that that whole movie pretty and it's got football. Yep, and, and it's, it's got, got football. Underlying tones of some really good stuff. Down now it makes Mrs. Peterson and Sandra Bullock, so that's yeah. cool. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was going to say, just bring the whole family along. Send them, send them to all different SEC schools or something like that. Yeah. That would be good. That would be good. And for you, Reese? For me, it's got to be Hoosiers because it's basketball. And probably I've seen that movie at least 100 times. My dad, when he was coaching, 
I don't think he ever stopped watching that movie during the season. I swear we watched it every night. So. Could you recite it word for word if you had to? Probably. That's me with Back to the Future. Like, I know those movies like that. I can <laughs> yeah. just go front to end. Every so. year, too, with basketball. Oh, yeah. yep. Don Miller, yep. He always has us watch users right before playoff time. It's <laughs> yep. like a tradition. Reese is like, oh, not again. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> already watched it too much. Is this the 150th <laughs> season? Just got a little tired with him. No, uh, start listening to like the audio book or something on the way to the uh, games. Okay, so uh, childhood nickname or even a nickname that you guys have on the team right now uh, for you or your favorite one that you've given one of your teammates? Um, I'd have to say mine. So, okay, there's kind of two. So back at my old school, uh, my nickname was Swaggy D. And then I moved here, and uh, for a number of reasons, they started calling me Sid. Okay. So I've been called Sid. And I've been called Swaggy D, so both of those ones are my nicknames. Prevalence enough for you? me. It's like always been Reese's Pieces or something with mm. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup or, but str- or String Bean. Yeah, that's that's the new bean. that's the new one this year. String Bean. That's what everyone calls me now. But have you have you just recently grown like five inches or something? It's it's probably just because I have long arms and I'm really skinny. So, okay. yeah. but he's grown what? Well, he's grown since like since, four inches since sophomore year or something. Since freshman year, I probably I probably in freshman year it was probably like six three, and now I've grown. It's probably from all that Hoosiers you've been watching. Yeah, for, uh, probably. <laughs> it's better than being called Groot when it keeps tall, strong again from the Guardians of the Galaxy. But everybody loves Groot. So, <laughs> alrighty, what is the best Christmas gift you've ever received? We don't want to pigeonhole anybody. All the rest of the Christmas gifts are still awesome. But there's but the one that's the one that sticks out. out. Oh, I'm trying to think. You know, it's hard. I'll you guys it. were just adolescents in a handful of years. I remember Jake when I was in adolescence. Yeah, when I, when I was in teenage years, the year that the Nintendo Wii came out. And oh, it, it's a terrible <laughs> system. It sucks. <laughs> but when it first came out, it was the like highest. Oh, yeah. like, everybody needed it. Like, it came out that the same year as 360. Oh, I know. And I'll, but like, the Wii came out, and I swear nobody, nobody could find them. They were sold out everywhere. <laughs> And like some way, somehow, Santa Claus brought me a Wii, and it was like, wait. So, one year, I think it was when I was in middle school. We were down in Florida. I think we were at like Disney or something, and we were. Uh, it was Christmas, and uh, we walked out on the porch. Like they were, they were like, "You have one more gift right on the porch," and we we're like, "All right." So we walked out there, and we we're like, we're like they gave it to us, and it was like tickets to a bowl game. So we went and watched South Carolina. The following week. Yeah, yep. Oh. And we watched we watched uh, Notre Dame in South Carolina, but we watched uh, Clowney, and then there was this receiver from Notre Dame. I can't even remember his name. Anyways, anyways, but bowl game. Hey, tickets. don't dwell. You read a yes, bowl game. Yeah. Bowl game tickets. I've yeah, awesome. it was there was that one, and then we also watched the Wisconsin game. So we well, got two for the price of one that year. We didn't, it wasn't the same year. No, it was two different years. It was Wisconsin and somebody, and then. The next year was like South Carolina, but but they day. found out that you liked going to the football games. So like, yeah. this, is, yeah. this is the yeah. best way we can just enrich this. I have a whole bunch of kids. What about you, Reese? For me, it had to be like, I think I was in fifth grade when I got my Xbox 360, and it was like the one year that we were home, and I think I played for like 36 hours straight. <laughs> I played 2K, and it was the first time I like ever got like one of those by myself, and I played 2K for like 36 hours. So I had to be the Did one. Did you do a whole season? Pretty much, cool. yeah. I, 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 for me, I always, I always like simulate through the season and then just go straight the to the playoffs because yeah. like that's the best. So. I play, I play every game, every season. Okay, I'm my player. There's, my stats are gonna be the best ever <laughs> of all time ever. I'm surprised I didn't weave a 2K question in here with the basketball. Well, players. we were thinking about a basketball question. Did you get that in? No, but no. the one that actually. Okay, so this one that we do like to ask though. Uh, 
you guys have obviously had some experience against other guys in the area in the conference. If there's one guy in the area you'd like to play with who isn't on Glen Lake or who you guys could like pick him up and put him on Glen Lake, who would you like? Just from like a conference? Yeah, it could be your conference anybody or, anybody, or any, even okay. anybody that you've just played in basketball you know, around here that uh, really impressed you. Me would be Tobin. Such, I, play, I played with him this uh, summer in AAU, and like we got to become good friends, so it'd definitely be Tobin. Bring some sh chemistry on there, too. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um, I'd probably have to say Trevor Solani was good for Manton. He's a good player. Um, I'm trying to think of someone from our conference. A lot of people left your conference, so it's hard to say. We talked about this earlier. Frankfurt lost their entire start. That's a good name, though. If that was the first one that came to you, yeah, that's, that's how you know yeah. what your answer would be if yeah. that's the first one that popped up. It's, it's always kind of hard to pick when you have people like Xander on your team <laughs> and stuff like that. Where you say, no, like, we don't really have a lot of spaces full. But. Yeah, okay, so uh, uh, so if you know, a three-man team on NBA Jam, if you could pick you and two players uh, to play an NBA Jam for a three-on-three game, who are you picking? Like current, oh, yeah, or like NBA, NBA, I want to open it up. I want any of yeah. all options. Yeah. Any of all? Yeah, that's yeah. Past, anything. present. All right. Uh, for me, I got to go KD. He's my guy. I love KD. Like, he's the guy I look up for for my game. Call him lanky like yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much why. And then my other one would have to be MJ because, like, he's the go for me. So oh, That's a scary team. Yeah, I'd have to go... Uh, sorry, Reese, but I'll have to go LeBron. Yeah, uh, I know. I know Brownie, you like LeBron. LeBron is... Uh, <laughs> Ronnie's a goat, so uh, I'll have to go him and probably AI. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like that right one, now. too. That's a scary team, too. Yeah, no, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I said if we're doing current players, I'd probably go kind of off the beat and go like Anthony Davis and like mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. That'd be, like, that'd be like I'll, a deadly duo with like, yeah. you on the court, but uh, I think if we had to go all-time, I would have to go straight up with Kobe and Shaq. Oh, I'm just oh, gonna yeah, take. If I'm on the team, I didn't realize I'd be on the team. I'd take two big guys because I can handle the ball pretty well. I just can't shoot okay. worth my life. So if I got a couple big guys rebounding, or I can just pass two. Then I don't know. Nobody could beat us. <laughs> give me, give me vintage Shaq and vintage uh, Kareem. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Well, wait, wait. Before we go, what's that? I do have one final elephant in the room I want to address. Uh -huh. Drew, I, I don't want to get personal with you, buddy, but I can't help but notice that uh, you followed me on Twitter, and then I saw you unfollowed me. <laughs> what it, happened? It's a delicate what, I balance. unfollowed you? Did, yes. I, did I tweet something that offended you? I just wanted to no, no, find out from the source. No, no, that happened. It's it kind of falling to winter. Like, I noticed a lot of the guys, so I, and, you know, I follow them back, and, and I reached out to Reese last week, but I noticed oh, you unfollowed. Can we repair this Twitter friendship and get back to normal? Of course. Maybe it was probably a slip of the finger. That's what they all say, right, Reese? That's what they all say. So, good old DTP, that's you, right? That's me. Because you seem to change your name a lot, because every time I try and tag you and stuff. I changed it a couple times. All right, well, you're in my book. So we repaired this. Well, for anybody wondering, follow Harrison at HarrisonBB on Twitter. Follow me at Jake Adnip on Twitter. And let's get you. Oh, yeah. What, 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 what's your what's your Twitter handle, Drew? All right. Follow me at DTP08. All right. And Reese uh, at Reese H35. And that's Reese with a C. Yep. 
Yep. Not res our Reese pieces. So it's R E E C E, just for everyone knows, because I think my name's got screwed up a million times in my life. Probably. So. Well, we we try our best out here at the record to keep them right, but now now I met you, you there's no way I there's no way I mess it up again, unless it's on purpose. Because we're now you know when you see an article that he wrote, you direct all when it's on yeah. purpose, just hit it right. Get your parents yeah, to yeah, complain yeah, yeah. to him directly. But now now that everybody is friends again, <laughs> we're all we're all back, yeah, uh, we're all back in the circle of trust. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course, thanks yeah, for having us. Yeah, have, have a good yeah, time out of practice, sure. and good, good luck for this season with Glen Lake. Appreciate it, dude. Thank you. We want to say thank you to Drew Peterson and Reese Hazleton for joining us once again. That interview was brought to you by Jimmy John's. With two locations in Traverse City, order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. You guys... We got the bulletin board coming up. Got a little bit of things to run through. There's been a lot of stuff going on. We already talked a lot of basketball. Getting into the bulletin board, we'll start off. I wanted to take a second to remind all of our area coaches and statisticians to make sure that you call in your scores, send in our scores uh, for the winter sports season. It has been a bit sparse so far. 231-933-1410. Esports at record-eagle.com. Once you got that dash. What's the jingle for Mr. Plow? Do you know it offhand? Do I know, uh, call Mr. Plow, that's his name, that name, name again, again is Mr. K555 Plow or something? I don't know. Anyways. Jingle all the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, please call in your scores. Why, why, did, why did Mr. Plow come up? Why did you Because he recited the number. Oh. Like, as, as you do a lot of stuff uh, when you have to formally read it, you recited it as just a, a sales pitch guy. So if you're a hardcore Simpsons fan, you know Brent and I at least try and slide in one reference per show. And that was Mr. Plow. Anywho, please call any, it. Any doodle. Yeah, <laughs> anywho, please call on your scores, and uh, we'd love to make sure we get everybody's scores of papers. Because if not, we wouldn't know who has all these great performances that we can put in the Hall of Fame. And, and call your local TV stations and get the scores in too. That yeah, helps us. Yeah, too. Harrison needs a little bit of help out here as well. Uh, seven and four, by the way. Didn't, Is I'm that the station I work at? I'm pretty sure. I, I accidentally uh, said that he worked, like a couple weeks ago, I think I accidentally said that he worked for 9 and 10. And I, he I, worked for 12 and 16, actually. Just time, add them all together. That's my station. Yeah, just keep making numbers. But uh, we are, I did want to make sure that we mentioned our all-region teams for football, soccer, uh, volleyball, cross-country, golf. Yeah, where are Golf they? and tennis. They are... Oreo butt running. Yeah. All-region all team for that. They are on the way. Uh, we are coming out with a schedule to put them out over the next coming weeks before the winter sports season gets too far underway. So make sure you keep a lookout for that. Great Christmas break stuff to catch up on. Exactly. So make sure we can feature some of our athletes of the year for each one of our sports uh, going over the holiday season. So make sure everybody keeps a lookout for that, both online and in print. Jake, you got so much work to do before you leave here. You have no idea. Well, don't you get two weeks off? I I do have the last two weeks of the year off from the 15th on. He's got to write, like... Eight centerpieces. He's yeah, got four all-region teams to do. Yeah, he has to incredible. edit the podcast. But then you tonight. get to go to a Wisconsin and a Green Bay sporting event. So. No, I no, I don't. Oh, I thought that's what all you guys did. I, if anything, I would have to go watch the Lions play, like James did yesterday. James went on a sports pool. Hey, he caught he, the James, Pistons. We forgot. Yeah, he went to the Warriors. He went to the Pistons and Warriors, and he went to the Lions. He might as well went to the Red Wings. Won that game? He did. Yeah. Just be, like last year. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was a road game. That's one of the home games. But but either way, top four seed in the East again. Either way, maybe maybe I do need to take a little like like a little sports trip hiatus where I just get to go watch sports and not cover. I guess that's what they get to do. Yeah, I, you know, go to a Grand Rapids Drive game. Grand, yeah. Grand Rapids Griffins. Feel the drive. Go see. I yeah, go see Luke Kennard. Oh wait, that recall. Sashim Thabit still on the drive. I have no idea. But anyways, 
Um, we the also Oreos he, in the butt. That's what well, we're talking about, right? <laughs> Let's just address it now because it's been discussed too. So much. Brendan, Brendan definitely wanted to toss into the bulletin board that there was ten football players from Illinois from Byron State, High School, right? Central so they, they ended up playing uh, Monticello in a state championship game in Illinois. Uh, I didn't cover Monticello at my last job. I covered the uh, team that played Monticello, and Monticello ended up winning the this, this state championship game in, in football. What happened, 10 other players from, from Byron, they were suspended for doing the uh, the Oreo run, the naked Oreo run, which is when it's a challenge of having to run across the football field while whilst keeping an Oreo clinched. Yes, um, right between your, your buttocks, the cheeks of your hindquarters, the tops of your thighs. And uh, I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was funny. I didn't really, is that a suspendable, they suspended them for three games, including the state championship game. Is that really, no, I, I'll say no overkill? Because, I wonder if it's something because it was on school property. What, I've done, wor- I've done worse things I, on school property. Like what? Yeah, but were I you caught? You, no, but that's okay. not the point. So these kids were caught, but three games, including the state championship game? I wonder if the, I wonder if like three or four of them were probably just standing there watching their buddy run naked, and they're like, you know, you're getting suspended too. <laughs> you, you and of course, well, unfortunately, in the reporting that was, the, we do not know if the losers were forced to eat the Oreos. From what I've... From what I read, is that the it, rule it, or something? Well, from what I read, that it was actually something that these kids saw in the show Blue Mountain State. Do you guys, oh, are you guys familiar with that yes, bad Netflix show? Yeah, I never oh, watched it. Oh, no. Denise Richards. No, it was, I think it was on Spike. No, it was it was on Spike. It was, it was on Spike. It was, I liked Blue Mountain State back in California. So it was the too, second so. graders show on Spike behind uh, uh, MXC. Yeah, yeah. Most extreme MXC was one of the best shows of all time. Like I'm talking, I could watch that for six or seven. Oh, hours. we did like, a couple weeks ago when he was over. We're like, let's just punch this up on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to join you guys. What was the the one girl? Yeah, they always Kenny just Blank- show people. Kenny Blankenship like, and, 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 and he uh, was the interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah Vic Romano. Yes, Vic Romano. <laughs> oh man! For those of you who love awkward. Audible dubbing uh, TV shows of, of bad Japanese game shows. Check oh, out. Great. Yeah, I think it's the only Challenge. one. It's, yeah. the only it's the only one, one that was talked about. At I least. think it's the only one that. There's Godzilla movies, and then there's that, and that one people. To be honest with you, like and, I would like to go on those challenges. Like I would do. Wipeout. I would. I would go. No, but MXC is different. Than American Wipeout. Ninja those, Warrior. MXC was like was created to like injure the participants. It wasn't to like have you complete an obstacle course. It was purely for Yeah, the what fun. waiver did they have to sign? It was like a piece of paper. You're like, yeah, you'll be uh, going to the hospital, but you'll get on TV in America where well, you'll never see it, so... And we won't use your real name. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're actually going to make you look worse. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we got a couple more things to mention in this bulletin board, other than MXC. Are we done talking about um, uh, butt Oreos? Yes, oh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm cutting off the butt Oreo talk. All right. Um, Thanks for adding that, though. How would, how would you guys... Do you guys think you could complete the 100-yard dash? With Are they a, regular or double stuff? <laughs> That's that's it's a bad worthy joke. consideration. Oh, it's no. it's triple stuffed after you take it out. All right, we have all state football teams coming out like every day this week, so make sure you take a look out for that. The AP has begun to release their teams, so keep a lookout online. Keep a lookout um, in the newspaper for all of the all state football te- or all the all state football inductees um, for our teams. Other than that, I did want to shout out a couple of the few that already did come out for eight uh, eight player all state. Only one who did get All-State honors, first-team All-State, was Central Lakes linebacker Grant Papineau. They got a four linebacker. He also obviously played running back. But 
two-time All-Staters, so congratulations, Grant. Um, also making well the list. Deserved. Yeah, also making the list. I'm not going to was Ben Acton on honorable mention. Uh, Tough Acton, Ben Acton. Exactly. Uh, Forest Areas Hunter Perkins, also making that. And then Eric Halverson, Sutton's Bay wide receiver, also making the no, uh, honorable mention list. And John and, Neff, whoever yes. that is. Yeah, John Neff, no neck of my head coach, honorable mention for coach of the year. I think so. he's also media coach of the year, just based on, as we mentioned in previous podcasts, how he'll interact with us in games. Uh, we'll, we'll choose him as media coach of the year. Here. It is decided. All right, but that was the bulletin board, sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. We are going to dive into our Hall of Fame. Like we mentioned, first inductees into the Hall At of Fame. First. Yes, for the first, for the, or we'll be only be one, not inductees. This is the but, standard bearer for the um, entire winter season. All stats is. need to be better than this, guys. <laughs> but you better watch out. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get started off. We are going to induct one more, or one person into the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan. We're going to put up our players of the week. Uh, so we'll throw it out to the guests, you guys, today. All right, I'll put up, uh, we'll keep going with the, the Glen Lake theme here, and I will uh, nominate Xander Okerlund, Glen Lake boys basketball player. Uh, put up 21 points, 14 boards, and I think 8 assists, something like that, in, in that win uh, on Friday, their first of the year. And uh, I, I would imagine if he doesn't get in this time around, he will at some point during the during the basketball season, and certainly... I mean, if he doesn't get in, he's already a retroactive Hall of Fame inductee if he doesn't get in at he some did, point. I put him in last year. So, uh, yeah, I'm putting up um, Xander Okerlund, Glen Lake, boys basketball. I mentioned earlier, Boyne City is a team you can't sleep on in the Lake Michigan Conference for good reason. And Max Vondra, 13 points alone in the second quarter. Uh, only 15 points in the night, but that's because the entire second half he was out for addition and kind of leading up that team. They had already beaten Sault Ste. Marie steadily at that point so I think he was just out to kind of get guys better and, and make the floor you know a more comfortable place for Boyne City to play and, and get more guys in that game and involved and, and, and feeling like they're part of that team so I think Max Bonder right now has proven to be a, a worthy leader for Boyne City and uh, 13 points in the quarter it's, it's not an easy thing to do. For, for my player of the week nomination I'm going to put in Leland's JJ Pop uh, first game of the season went out and dropped a triple double for the Comets as they went out and defeated Misik, so we talked about it would be an interesting season for them. They're getting a little bit of production from a few different people, but J.J. Pop at 14 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. So spreading around the love a little bit uh, for the Comets, and I'm sure that basketball team hope, hopes they can try to live up to what they've seen out of the Comets so far. Yeah, give credit to those those Leland uh, basketball teams because they they're coming off seasons where coming every winter they're coming off seasons where the soccer and volleyball teams are on uh, amazing streaks in their tournament, and and that's what happened again this year, both playing in state championship games. But hey, that also, you know, lends the athleticism at Leland that some of those same guys are going to be on those teams. Let's vote. Yeah, put it to a vote. I'll, I'll let I'll, once again. I'm going to let the I'm going to let the guests take the take the picks first. I'm going Max. I'm going my boy. I think you know. 15 points isn't that much, but what he did for that team in that opener, I think that speaks for him being uh, one of the high contributors for the week and worthy of a nomination. I am going to go with my pick of Xander Okerlund and say that uh, being a couple dimes away from a triple-double himself with a 25-point performance is worthy of an Athlete of the Week. And again, I know it's Athlete of the Week and it was only one game, 
but uh, I'm still going with uh, XOXO. I'll I'll default. I will hope hope that JJ Pop brings me another triple double performance, and we'll put Xander Okerlund into the Get Around Hall of as Fame. As long as a player with an X in his name made it. I'm fine. Exactly. So <laughs> so Xander Okerlund, congratulations. You are the first inductee into the 2018-2019 Winter Sports Get Around Hall of Fame. But we are going to dive into our favorite segment. I don't know if you guys will really have something hard to go about, but this is like an internal struggle for me. This is something that I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on. Me and well, I'm trying to my, s- my only internal struggle is, is am I going to be able to keep the Oreo between my cheeks while I'm running? While watching I mean, this team. That's what I have to put my finger on. All right, so the question for today I go back and forth is picking one of my, my local favorite team or a team that I think is just best if we're attaching our name to one team that's going to keep winning. Yeah, let, let, me, let, me, let me pose a question one more time to you guys. You, if you had to, if you had to sell your soul to one team, one organization, one on one only, where that's the only team you could like watch, root for, enjoy. And I'm not saying that you have to have like a dire hatred for everything else, but any other any other team that it, just indifference. It's it, yeah, you completely sell your emotions to this one team. Who would it be? Alabama football. Give it to me. Yeah. Roll tag. Give yeah, me that. Ro- on that. No, it's funny when you're watching the SEC title game and you see all these sad Alabama fans while they're losing to Georgia, and you just kind of look at them like nobody feels sorry for you. Never. You've won like five national championships as six. I'm losing count now. That's You've won right. a handful of national championships in the last ten years alone, and you're always in the playoff. Like. I don't hate Alabama, but at the end of the day, I don't feel sorry for them if they're facing a deficit and may be the fourth seed in the college football playoff, which thanks to a 4th and 11 run call at midfield by Kirby Smart, they're not. But that's a situation. I'm, not, you, ta- I'm not taking out. I was saying, you're just going to hop on the bandwagon? That like would have been the answer for anybody who wants to just pick well, a team. Yeah, if we're success. talking about... Not like, Patriots, <laughs> not Warriors. You who pick wants Alabama. To- if you want to be happy the rest of your life, don't go with the teams that you love is what we're learning. Um, deal with Alabama football. But, um, Harrison, I guess if you did kind of renege on your Alabama pick now, who, who is the team that you're selling your soul to? UCF. No, not UCF either. All right, that was know, a good game. Everybody, the UCF-Memphis game? It was, yeah. No, I didn't watch much of it. Well, Memphis just started running all over Nothing them. Nothing against UCF, the like, group of play five. Football now. Right. Well, I mean, they were without uh, Mackenzie Milton and were able to... Come back and win that game. It was yeah, a lot Alabama was without Tua Tagovailoa, and they were able to win that game too. That is true. Um, yeah, everybody who's any, anybody who's ever listened to me talk on this podcast knows my my deep rooted affection for the Detroit Lions. So you know. Oh wait, did I see Lions? I was like, wait, no. wait, 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 what? I disowned the Lions several years ago after they lost seven in a row. They were one and seven to start the season. I'm like, why am I? I'll support them, but I'm like, why am I? Why am I doing that? Yeah. Why am I spending my Sundays? prioritizing three hours to watch them when I could go golf. I could go high. I could be pissed at Brendan golfing instead of actually... Throwing clubs yeah, at the bottom in the I could park. exert my aggression in a physical matter while getting some fresh air. Uh, no, I'm going with the Pistons because I'll never forget the, the, the feelings they gave me of how successful they were back in that last decade, and I feel like if we get there again, the NBA is my favorite league to follow. I love the storylines. I love the athleticism. Uh, hey, I'll even admit I love a little of the drama that, that comes up in the NBA, kind of like TMC, keeping up with the Kardashian style of, of these guys kind of hating each other. I hate Joel Embiid right now, so I would pick the Sixers as last in this topic. But I'm going to go with the Pistons just because I, I, that's basically, from my original start of sports, it's always kind of been them motivated. They're the only ones that I still get up and watch a game on the TV in the regular season and act like it's an NBA Finals game. So I think that's where my heart is just naturally going to be. 
I'm going to go with the uh, the Byron High School football team, the, the Oreo Runners. The uh, Byron the, Oreos? Uh, the Byron Oreos. The Byron Double Stuffs. Uh, We're just going to default you to the Cubbies if you, don't, if you don't make a decision. We Everyone knows that it is the Chicago White Sox, and despite the fact that they'll probably lose 100 games again this year, uh, did you catch any matter. games this summer? Oh, wait, did you get to any White Sox games? Aren't they going to sign Bryce Harper? I sure I sure hope so. Wait, I really Jake, do. who won NL MVP? I, I, I do hope they... Hey, man, it's been good for me. Brett's out of the country for now. I haven't been to buy him a single beer. Yeah, country. yeah that, 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 that bet turned into nothing. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, I check Twitter constantly throughout the day to see if there are any updates about the White Sox. I'll go to Twitter, I'll type in White Sox in the search bar, click latest, and then I'll just scroll through and see what people are, are saying. Are the winter meetings this week or next week? I don't know when the winter meetings are, up. but I love the winter meetings. Yeah, I, the next week. It's a big week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, baseball is by far my favorite, and um, you talked about the Pistons winning the championship in 04. And, hey, um, I go way back to the and, 80s. And I got videotapes of me reciting their names when I was like two years old back in the bad boy era. And, and my White Sox won the World Series back in 05, and I think it was either you or Harrison or Jake, one of the two, we were talking about the only times that we've cried during sports, and I, that was it. I think that was the only time that I've actually cried like tears of joy was when the White Sox won the World Series. Yeah, that was, that was me and we were talking so about it. So it's a really easy decision for, for me to, to choose the White Sox. I have... A lot of rooting interests, and some of them are, are odd. You found out that I'm a Kansas basketball yeah, fan. Yeah, which made no sense um, to me whatsoever. Do you, you have family there? Is that what you did? Yeah. Cousin Winter or something. Well, I really like Villanova, so I've enjoyed the past few years for college basketball for that. But reason. I, personally, this is probably one of the harder dilemmas for me. I've, I haven't seen, a, the only team that's really ever had a crazy amount of success in my formative years is the Detroit Red Wings, and that's just... 1997, 1998, they went back to back. That was right when I, right when I was young. I remember, you know, 04, 08. Like they had a lot of really, really yeah, 02, 08. They had a lot of really good teams. Um, but I, I don't know. I've kind of fallen off from hockey uh, from the Red Wings in the last maybe four or five years. Really, since all the guys who I fell in love with when I was kids all disappeared and became young, I kind of fell away from them. But I always fall back on the Michigan State, and it's even harder for me because I to say, oh, is it football or basketball? And then I try to go, oh, what's giving me the best experiences? And, man, I think I have to go Are you with still bas- trying to pick? Yes, I, I'm seriously choosing. Is it like a speak. coin? I'm seriously choosing as we speak. And I think I have to go with basketball. I think I have to go with MSU, Basque- MSU basketball. I mean, my experience with the Izone traveling all across the country, I mean, they do some of the coolest games out on aircraft carriers and, you know, down in Bahamas and everything. So if I was going to sell my soul to a team, I could at least, like, go do some cool stuff and, you know, check them out, and uh, I'm having Tom Izzo at the helm has always always been. Although we agree, Izzo needs to win a second national championship. Oh really yeah, cement himself. Oh well, I need. I He's need not there nas- No, I need a national championship because I, I will be there. I I promise that much. I've already made my trip for the football team down to see them get rolled by Alabama and Dallas, and I've been down to Indianapolis to see the basketball team get rolled by Duke in the Final Four, but. Once it happens, I'll be there. It doesn't matter. I won't miss it. I don't know. It looks like John Beeline might be the new best college basketball coach in Michigan. Anyways, I'm going to have to go with MSU basketball, especially because I feel like there's just more going on. I love MSU football, but whenever there's stuff going on with MSU basketball, it's always hype. Like you said, you told me you hate college basketball regular season, but every time I watch... I don't hate it. I just... It's, it all seems pretty pointless. Every to me. time I watch 
Michigan State basketball. I am I'm in it, and I'm 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 it's it's a hundred percent full bore. That's I mean that is own taught me well. I remember being five feet from the court every game for four years. So watching college basketball during the regular season is just doing homework. Exactly. For March Madness. I'm literally I'm just learning about a team. Oh yeah, yeah. that's all I'm. And maybe checking out because I am such an NBA fan, checking out like draft stock. But oh, all you gotta do is watch Duke, and then you're good. I keep more. hoping that the, the Bulls continue to suck and that uh, they're going to have LeGerald Vick on their team. So. All right, we, we can stop talking about professional basketball and everything else. And, <laughs> and anything. Whatever. I was talking about Alabama. We can stop talking completely yes. because the show no, is over. over. It is over with. That does it for episode number six. I'm going to miss you guys. I have a feeling we I won't do, be back here in a while. Well, so. we do have a few things to take care of, so we have a little bit more time with us just for the moment. Um, we do have our Jimmy John's winner from last week. Ryan DeFour uh, wins two Jimmy John sandwiches, so we'll make sure we get in contact with you. Um, but we also are announcing that we had our Andreas Antanasiu puck giveaway um, scheduled for last week. But due to some circumstances on Facebook, we don't, aren't, aren't able to see everybody who has shared this or that episode. So what we want to do is we want to keep it open to make sure that there are enough entrants uh, with a public share on there so we can get you guys. So... If you do have your privacy settings set up wrong, respond with your favorite yes. GIF. Put a or comment. GIF. Yes, put a comment in the in the Facebook or re- respond on Twitter with one of your favorite gifts or whatever. Um, just interact with the podcast in some way so we can see you. Uh, we are going to double up, so anybody who retweets episode fifty nine of the Get Around or episode sixty of the Get Around is going to be entered into win this autographed Andreas Antetokounmpo puck. So make sure you get on top of that and keep a lookout. For everything else that's coming out over the next week or so, but... Yeah, it's been a great coaster for me during this podcast. Yeah, but we want to say thank you to Jimmy Johns for once again extending the sponsorship. We will be continuing on with our gracious giving of free subs. But sponsored by Jimmy Johns in two locations in Traverse City. At Jimmy Johns, are freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy Johns. Freak, yeah. Now we need to get Oreos to sponsor this. I'm down for that. I like Oreos probably more. I, I have Oreos sitting in Which my Which type of Oreo? There's so many flavors. Double stuff. No, you the flavors. Double stuff or die. We're going to leave it on that note. Double stuff or die. Uh, I've, I, I've, been your, I've been your host, Jake Adnett. Joining me in the studio, 7 and 4 is Harrison Beebe and the lovely podfather, Brendan Queeley. That's very nice. Thank you. Yes, the podfather, Brendan Queeley. Without further ado, we will see you for episode 61 next week.